your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6, 9 through 11. I'm sure you can quote the rest of that if you have been in church very long. It's the model prayer given to the disciples of Jesus after they asked him how to pray. I love how the disciples had seen Jesus do so many things at that point, and the one thing they want him to teach them is how to pray. I bet they had some awareness that everything else they saw Jesus do was deeply related to his prayer life. Now, we should be careful. Jesus is not giving us a script here to pray word for word. He's given us an outline of what our prayer should consist of. If you've given your life to Jesus and are currently following him, I want to ask you a question for you to think on. Why do you think Jesus saved you? Do you believe he saved you to rescue you from hell? To get to heaven? I feel like that is the message we give and receive most of the time when we talk about salvation. But think again about what Jesus said in his model. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Think about that. What's he saying? There's nothing in there about missing hell or getting to heaven when we die. Jesus knew of the culture of heaven. He had seen with his very own eyes what it's like for God to completely get his way in heaven. His desire and the desire that he wanted for those who were listening to him then and today was that the culture of heaven would be pulled down to be seen and experienced here on earth by others. Do I mean that earth will ever be exactly like heaven before Jesus returns? Absolutely not. But if we're honest, we're faced with opportunities every day to pull the culture of heaven down to earth to display for a watching world. We do not do it for attention. We do not do it to get recognition. Actually, we can't even do it at all. That's why Jesus prayed for the Father to do it. And you know what? The Father did exactly that in the life of Jesus. He gave sight to the blind, both physically and spiritually. He healed the lame, both physically and spiritually. He opened deaf ears, both physically and spiritually. He raised the dead, both physically and spiritually. Why? Because those things do not exist within the culture of heaven. I want to ask you to look around your family, work, life, community, world, and identify some things that you see that are most unlike the culture of heaven. Then identify some ways you can pull some sticks out of the dam. If you don't get what that means, go listen to yesterday's podcast. To get you thinking, I'll give you a couple of examples. Here in the community I live, there's a set of train tracks that divides the town. On one side of the tracks is predominantly people with one skin color. On the other side of the tracks is predominantly people with another skin color. Do you think there will be train tracks in heaven which are associated with the division of color? Or do you think we will be worshiping together the same God? I've heard every excuse in the book. They don't worship like me. They have a different culture than us. Blah, blah, blah. Seems like a social measuring stick instead of a heavenly one to me. Will it take time? Sure. Can it be solved overnight? Nope. No one is even asking you to fix the problem. But would you be willing to be used by Jesus to scoop out a shovel full of mud from the dam holding back the rivers of justice? His kingdom come. His will be done, right?
Do you think there will be fatherless children in heaven? Absolutely not. The absolute best father is in heaven. He is good, and he is able to be good to every single child that has ever existed. He has a limitless supply of compassion and love and joy and healing for every single little one who has ever experienced the breaking of their souls. I'm not asking you to adopt or foster a child. I will actually be the first to tell you that if Jesus is not clearly telling you to do that, you need to not do it. But fatherlessness is a real and glaring concern in our world. What do we do with it? Pretend it doesn't exist? Believe that it's not our problem? Ignore it? Or pull another log out of the dam holding back the rivers of justice? We can care for a family who's called to the mission of foster care or adoption. We can pray for the will and kingdom of, of the Father to become living and undeniable in the circumstances of those who find themselves fatherless. These are not the only dams of injustice blocking the flowing rivers of the kingdom by any stretch. These are not the only things needing to be affected by kingdom children. I'm very interested in the injustices you see in our or your community. If you have my phone number, would you please send me some of those things that you've identified as blockers of justice? I want to hear from you on this and further the conversation.